Welcome to the Core Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to shed some light on the creative work that Cork's artists and business people are doing and to give them a platform to discuss their journey to now, plans for the future and lessons learned. If you would like to learn more, please visit corkcreative.ie. I am Jordan Hennessy, your host. I work for Flux Learning, a digital education company proudly situated in Clannacilty, County Cork. I'm delighted today to be joined by Nina Coit Gilbert, a Clannacilty native and former classmate of mine. Nina Coit returned from a successful career in London to raise her young family with her husband David, while simultaneously launching her graphic design company, Designbird. So today we will discuss how she got involved in the creative world, leaving her dream job behind, her love for what she does and the challenges she faces, inspiring local brands and the importance of keeping things simple. You're very welcome to Cork Creative, Nina Quite. Thanks so much, Geraldine. It's so nice to be asked on here. Let's start off with your creative roots. Where did you get your artistic streak from? Is there a history of creativity in your family? I only thought about this recently and I was wondering myself, where did it come from? And there's no obvious answer. Um, My mother's side of the family were tailors. My dad's side were butchers. Um, Now, I often wonder, is there an untapped creativity within that, either of those families? And not that I know of, but my mother was, um, you know, she would have a, a keen eye for aesthetics I suppose and how things looked and it's kind of uh, transferred to me now like with interiors and stuff which I'm a bit obsessed with um and uh but my sister was amazing at art my sister Grania and Mm. I just used to look at her and go oh my god I thought she was just like I thought I just idolized what she did so Mm -hmm. I just followed on and I just wanted to copy and try and be as good as her and I knew I never would be her drawing skills were were very very good so I mimicked her and she collected um really cool adverts and I you know I collected them I just thought okay well I'm just gonna do what you do we collected the Benetton ads which were at the time kind of um iconic they've um mm. they were I don't know if you remember them there were some really kind of graphic ones and mm. thinking back now I'm like oh, that was graphic design um you know I was mm. only probably 10 years old but um Basically, we went to art school or art camps together and then I went to school um, after school classes with my friend Aoife O'Donovan, who's now McLaughlin. And um, basically, yeah, art was really encouraged in my my family, Mm -hmm. really encouraged. Um, I don't know. I think we kind of thought, oh, we're arty. I'm sure we didn't know what we were doing, but it was, it came came good, you know, and look, we're, you know, I made a career out of it. Well, you could have been doing a lot worse things, to be fair, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just, we, we were mad for painting, like. Yeah. Um, and drawing and sure. I wasn't even very good at it, but, um, no, it was just encouraged. It was nice. And how did you get into working in, in design? So how did that whole thing come about? So I suppose growing up, I didn't know what a graphic designer was. I'd never heard the word. Um it was in transition year when we have that year where we're kind of left off to our own devices and it's, it's a brilliant year. God, I loved it. Mm. Um, and I remember our year ahead said there was a man coming to speak to us about his job and we were like, okay, we all had to sit in. Geraldine, I think you were probably there. Um, I was probably there. Yeah. I can't remember that. <laughs> I know. And, uh, we sat in the, the one of the rooms and um, this man came in and he had these really cool glasses and he was like, hi, I'm, his name is John McMonagall of Raven Design. And he said, mm. I'm a graphic designer. And I was going, what's a graphic designer? Like, what mm. the hell is he doing? And he went through what his job was and the area that he worked in. And I just, a light bulb was just like, oh, that sounds like exactly what I want to do. Mm. So what was I, 15 or something? And um, mm. I remember going up to him after and I just went, hi can I do work experience with you and my year head was kind of encouraging me and um he said yeah and I went and did my transition year work experience up there in Cork City thought it was oh, business wow yeah yeah it was brilliant <laughs> yeah. and uh I thought it was the business and I said to him so how do I what do I do now like how do I become a graphic designer and he just said mm. go to 
well, if you want, look, you know, who's to say you don't have to go have formal training, but he said, go to art school. Um, mm-hmm. And I did. I got into art school and um, I went to Limerick School of Art and Design. But the thing is, I married the year ahead's son. <laughs> so I married her son. And now I just say to her that it's really weird that you introduced me to this. Yeah. And uh, it was like it was meant to be, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So Miss Gilbert, thanks. Yeah. That whole, it was kind of good though, the way that you kind of, it was a light bulb moment, she said, for you. Mm. But you took as a, a teenager, and let's face it, not all teenagers can use their own initiative. Mm-hmm. You took your initiative um, and then you just went up and you, you asked him and fair play to you. It probably was the beginning of everything. Like, Well, I don't know what, there was actually another girl who was asking him as well. And, and like, I remember going, God, that was probably the first like competitive moment I had. It was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, excuse, you know, I, you know, I, like I really, I was, I could just, I don't know. It just, I really wanted it. And um, yeah. I my determination came out quite young and um, mm. yeah, it was, it was, I was a bit young. I definitely know uh, like my own nieces and nephews. I don't know. I do think it's a little bit different for them now. Um, mm. There's probably more choice and um I probably only figured out what I wanted to do with my career probably a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, that's that's about in a, 20 years after you decided what you wanted to do. Just, so it just you. clicked. And yeah. look, I don't know. I got I got lucky with that that idea. But had he not come in, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I look, I put down computer science on my CEO form as well and if I didn't get art, I was going to do computer science. Completely different, a completely different world. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what that suits your personality. <laughs> I remember back then it was like, do business. Just do business. Yeah. And we we're like, okay. Like, like my career guidance teacher didn't tell me what to do. To, like I, I got I nothing from that. Yeah. Um, and my, 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 my school teacher wouldn't have been, I think she was kind of doubt. She didn't really think I might get into art school. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know if you'll get in. And then I was like, mm. well, I'll show you. And uh, yeah. I did, yeah. And it was yeah. um, just because of the Crawford portfolio course that uh, Easter of our Leaving Cert and a portfolio course with this teacher um, that I, I was ready. I didn't even have to take the year out before. Sometimes mm. people take a year out after school. Um, so it just, it, just, it just kind of worked well. But that wasn't the... the you know, but that wasn't the thing you know you don't get graphic design straight away you have to do a whole year yeah. in general art mm. and then apply and that was that was really hard and did you enjoy that that year of doing that that was in, in Limerick was yeah. it yeah oh my mm. god it was amazing gosh you're looking yeah. at school it's all true you know it's absolutely like you know it's chilled and it's yeah creative and Limerick was I love Limerick people say all things yeah. like it's got um it's got an amazing art school. Um, I, I really, I really loved it. I, mm. I do it all again in a heartbeat. So you went, you moved over to London and you had a very successful career in London. What made you return home then or why, why come back to West Cork? Different pace. Um, <laughs> yeah, different pace. London was, London's really good for your career. It took a while to get onto the, um, the, the career scene there, like I didn't, I turned up with no job and just mm. loads, loads of interviews and I worked in publishing and um, I ended up getting a, a really good job. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. And it just changed the minute I had a child. Um, mm-hmm. London's a bit cutthroat and there was no room for a breastfeeding mother. I went back and I was still mm-hmm. feeding my son Dahi. I just asked for less hours and I said, just can we have can have one at least one day off a week and they were like no mm. so you know they just kind of pushed you out a bit as a woman like they uh they have their legal team behind them and they're just like um they don't really care and mm. that was it was hard actually at the time but mm. um it didn't really matter sure my you know my family is more important and I love where I'm from and it was really nice coming home and having mm. my mother nearby having my granny next door I actually live next door to my granny and we used to call into her mm. every night before bed with my son and my uncle so they both lived next door which was just a warm feeling of connection and support from 
from our families and my husband's mm. families from Clonakilty. So um, ah, there was there was no challenges moving back, really. It was it was mm. just coming home. You know, it felt like home. I suppose London never really felt it was never forever. We, we would never plan. Mm. We only went there to accelerate our careers. And that really did happen. And uh, I learned a lot. But um, leaving it was wasn't hard. It wasn't. It was a no brainer for you as such. You knew that this is where you want to kind of raise your family. This is where you were from. And it, it was just a returning yeah, back to that. I didn't want my son to grow up in London. Um, mm. We didn't live in the best part. And I think if we wanted to live there, it would have been oh, just at such an expense. We did five years and it was absolutely amazing. Fantastic place to base yourself and travel. And we just had... We didn't, we had an amazing time, but it ran its course, definitely. You went into a different phase of your life yeah. and you, you had different needs and as such. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also pregnant when I moved home as well with my second. So I was like, I know what's coming here. <laughs> this is going to be really <laughs> I hard. need some help. So home definitely. you came. They all return home eventually. It's happening. There is some movement going on at the moment. Did you find the transition back to West Cork life difficult or was it just straight back in? Oh, no, I found it fine. Um, I guess the challenge was, what am I going to do? Um, mm. I, I I couldn't not work. Um, we, you know, we're just at the very beginning of our family, trying to kind of set up our, our life. Mm. No, it wasn't difficult because we had a lovely home and everything. And we had people calling, which always is just such a pleasure. When you're in London, you're like, no one can just drop in. You know, it's all very... Yeah. Uh, a little bit lonely. I had a plan. I kind of had a plan when I was leaving London. I knew I was like, I I don't know what I'm going to do, but I need to stay near home. And I had the idea of creating Design Bird. Mm. And uh, I set about doing it. And I launched it when my son was 15 months, I think. And mm. I was four months pregnant. And uh, you were pregnant at, as well. Oh my God, fair place you. <laughs> I, see, I actually thought I'll set this up and I'll do it when my next child is born and I'll do that. And I had a meeting with the enterprise board and she just was so straight up. And she said, if you don't do this now, you won't do it. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. so I'm doing it now. And she's like, I said, but, but I need to get it all ready and I need to have it perfect. And she was like, no, no, what you've done is fine. I did my own website. It's still the same. It's really bad. And um, <laughs> she goes, no, it's enough. Like, it, and I, that's something you kind of learn actually you don't need to have it all like perfect 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 sometimes um yeah. you know I do like sometimes everything in the design world to be perfect but just go for it you know she just was like just do yeah. it and I launched and my first client was um Crudge's Barbershop and okay yeah and literally I've just had inquiries because of one job it just mm. tumbleweeded into five years but isn't that great how, you know, that's really is the best form of advertising word or mouth or as in your, in your case now, seeing, being able to see that design, you know, if it's, if it's obviously in a center of town location, a lot mm. of people see it, a lot of people go into it and it's amazing how that kind of word of mouth oh, or unreal, like, being able to look um, at something just spreads. And it matters as well, because in Clonacilty mm. and West Cork, where it does spread around and... Mm. Mm. Yeah, like it, it is, it's a very valuable tool and use it to your advantage. Like, yeah, that if you don't, you know, if your work is being spoken about in a good way, it's it's going to come in in revenue, like. That's it. And I suppose as well, like there's probably not a massive amount of designers, like graphic designers out there. No, and it's, no. it's nice to have someone that's kind of from maybe from the locality, maybe understands the area, the various different branding, maybe the the kind of ethos around that 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 whole community, and can yeah. kind of work with it easier. Yeah, um, I definitely saw a bit of a gap in the market. Um, mm. I remember thinking I couldn't compare myself to anyone else. I was going now when it, when I was in London, I didn't my my work was in publishing. Um, it wasn't mm. the same, but I, I I always had branding kind of like deep down. Uh, it was something that was really. Mm enjoy I very much enjoyed when I was in college um and yeah there was a bit of a gap in the market and it was the start of kind of things getting a little bit cool around here and mm. I loved working on all those new um new businesses and mm. they're still going 
which is which is really exactly cool. <laughs> and let's face it like uh clan is the happening spot <laughs> Don, oh there is yeah there's something about it it's um yeah it's good and it seems to be getting kind of getting better um got a lot of interesting kind of colorful new businesses in town and yeah i love to see them even if i work on them or not mm. i love to see mm. um people taking the leap and just kind of going into it and did you always want to work for yourself or was it kind of because of your situation with your family that you decided to go along that route or no i didn't always want to work for myself i wanted the big the big job in in kind of working as a team with other people and I chased it for a long time and I got it and I, I succeeded in London and I got into a really really good company called De Winters and um, I I loved working part of a team and all that so that's actually something I I quite miss it you know I mm. nobody's talked to my poor husband is demented listening to me going what do you think and he's like it's lovely and I'm like of course he's <laughs> gonna say that like he's married to me he has to put up with me all day so um no it was a needs must situation I I knew I couldn't go up and down to Cork City mm. it, it it just it has it had to be working for myself but mm. yeah I didn't really know much about it really um only the start your own business course with the enterprise board was the best thing ever not that I got to finish mm. it because they had my daughter Sive on the like second last class so but all oh, jeepers that was absolutely like oh it was just so good and it's yeah. it's, it's the co- like there's no real cost in it you're going this information mm. will set me up for life it was fundamental to giving you that helping hand just yes. to kind of start out when you didn't have a massive amount of experience in in working no nothing other than I, from out, outside of a, a big company no and I, I think I still think oh my god I'm just on my own and people just pay me for my work and doing you know the accounts and all that is quite uh it's quite laborious but yeah then again the glory is just all mine and then I can just yeah control everything so it's it, it's it's the only structure that worked for me um in in family life and mm. um obviously I don't think I'll ever go back to working with uh, a company again because yeah. I can't imagine having a boss um yeah. <laughs> You've got the taste of uh, working for yourself now. It would be very hard to go back, yeah. Uh, and what type of projects interest you the most? As I mentioned, that like I worked in publishing in London and mm. I loved publishing at the time. It was brilliant. It's, it's a real kind of, you just sit down and get really meticulous about like um, layout and, and um, typography and um, how to kind of inform people of what's going on through publishing. And... I, I loved it for all the time I did it, but I had had some sort of success when I was in college with this branding project. Um, and I got a really good result for it. And I remember they were like, they just thought it just, it just worked out well. Um, mm. It was in my third year. And I remember it was, it was a whole exploration of branding. And then I didn't do that when I was in London um, for all that time. But I always... I just had always had to think for it, like walking around, seeing how things were branded. And mm. it's just an, an interest in everything aesthetic and how it's presented. Mm. So branding now is my absolute, I'm just kind of obsessed with it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated by the power of it. Mm. And I love how some of the power isn't even like very obvious because it's all about seeing a product and how does that product make you feel? It's more like a feeling mm-hmm. rather than an obvious thing. And it's a combination of all the things within a company from, you know, a logo to packaging to how they speak to you, their tone of voice. Like there's, it, it's a whole wide net of things, but it all matters to like how you are interpreted by, mm. uh, by the public. And I, I just, I love it. And I love trying to succeed at it and... Yeah, it's become my my forte, I suppose. Yeah. All I do is kind of strive to kind of get better at it. And I really enjoy it. It's 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 very, very um, humbling when you're involved in the creation of a brand that never existed. Yeah, I really, I, I, I love it. Do you find like, when you, it must be when you're out and about 
or when you go somewhere or even when you're watching television, are you constantly analyzing everything that you're seeing? I, <laughs> I do that now. <laughs> constantly analyzing everything. I'd be like watching a TV show and looking in the background going, oh, yeah, that's a, you know, and I, and I just, I, I just, I observe an awful lot. I can't, and in a way it's to my detriment because I go into a restaurant and I'm like, that's not designed properly. Look at that typo. Oh my God. And I, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. I'm sure it's the same with a lot of careers um, that you can't kind of let it go, but mine is very visual and I do get very bothered by a few things. <laughs> And also, likewise, I enjoy, I mean, you know, I went to Melbourne and I was like, oh my God, they've got it so right. And I could admire, it's just alive with art and kind of absolutely amazingly branded businesses, really. You like the visual um, things so that around you, but sometimes they drive you mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of um, a trend going on at the moment that I've, uh, I'm probably going to be, maybe, you know, maybe it's just a trend, but everything seems to be being painted grey. Where is this going? Uh, everything. Like, if you stand still, they might paint you grey. So um, <laughs> it, it's just a bit of a thing. And I think some people don't understand. They think grey might be classy, but sometimes it can just, it can also be a little bit lifeless. Can you describe the process you undertake with clients to come up with a designer? How does that whole thing work? They just email me and they're like, you know, are you free? And I go, yeah. And then typically before the pandemic, I would have met them in person and I love meeting someone in mm. person. It's totally different from trying to email. And I just, I would say, tell me about your, your business. Um, tell me, why are you doing this? Uh, what's the purpose? Mm. What do you, what's, what's your goal with it? And I get to know their personality because it's very important to what you're going to represent. And mm-hmm. we just, we'd, we'd have a lovely kind of conversation and almost getting to know each other and it's quite important that I get along with the person I'm working with it just matters a lot with what I'm going to produce and um if I can kind of liaise with them in a smooth manner so Mm -hmm. I would have the meeting I would kind of come up with a price um based on what their requirements are and then I go away and I kind of do all sorts of things trying to think of an idea and some of it might be sketching. Some of it might be online. You could be looking for imageries, photography. It's very kind of unorthodox. Some of it, I'm just like looking mm-hmm. at looking around, going, "Give me an idea." Like, but there's a part of it that I I, I don't even charge for. It's like me having an idea in the back of my head, mm-hmm. and then just walking around and leaving it back there, and then it just kind of comes to me. And it's it's almost when I'm not working that I'm mm. thinking about it most and I just go outside and I you know busy myself and then I come back in and I, I kind of let the, let the idea kind of grow in my head and then I realize that I'm mm. on a computer that's a strange process that I can't really include in my quote I'm like this is the time I spend thinking about your work you know <laughs> but it is actually a really vital part of what I do because it's hard just to say to come up with an idea like, okay, someone says, come up with an idea. Uh, no, I can't. You, you have to kind oh, of yeah. go around and do your normal thing. And then it, it kind of festers there and, uh, and grows. Yeah. Now, one time I did have, I just had an idea. I just had an idea. This is mm-hmm. going to work. And it did. And they, they liked it. And that's, yeah. that's obviously the great thing. Then if you're like, great, I don't have to think of any more now. Um, but mm. it was Inchdani Candles. And I, oh, yes. I just, I thought I might just try drawing a bit, a bit of this. And I just sat down and I started sketching and I didn't even ever do that before. I didn't really sketch or use my artistic input, like, you know, mm. into like what I used to do in London. And then I used some watercolors and I painted and it just worked. And I kind of knew, I kind of had an idea this might really work for this brand and mm. it did so sometimes it, it can just kind of click and maybe it's because I knew you know I was very kind of closely connected to it I know in Shadani I know mm. my client Louise you know I suppose a very big thing for me is getting the vibe of everything kind of right mm-hmm. you know you don't want to meet someone and think they're like that and produce something else you've got to really figure them out mm-hmm. so um sometimes it just happens and what kind, you were saying that you, you, you talk to 
your clients and you try and get out a vibe from them as to um what they're all about like what piece of information is of utmost value what really do you need in order to try and figure out what to make or what to what to design so i need to know their values and their Mm -hmm. target audience that's quite important Mm -hmm. um sometimes it can quite vary i need to know what are they into what what do they like Mm -hmm. you know i know i know what i like but I need to represent them and their product or their service. Um, but the most important thing is their brand story. I, I just love it. I love listening. I'm like, how did you come up with this idea? What, you know, what drives you? And tell me how you make it. One of my clients, Rebecca Conley of um, Rebecca's Apothecary, like listening to how she produces her uh, bath salts and stuff. I can, you know, I'm just kind of like picturing her in her workspace and I'm going yeah this is such a beautiful process that I need to put down Mm. on paper and the story of of how she does it why she does it uh who she wants to be used by you know it's a very personal but valuable information it's really valuable Mm. and I think people want to invest their money in buying a product that it has been kind of I suppose lovingly made but also has kind of really good values and mm. it's kind of consciously considering the environment. Um, it really matters uh, your, your story of, of why you're kind of, why you're doing this business at all. Cause I remember actually having a conversation with Rebecca about her packaging that it really encapsulated her products. And she was telling me that you designed her logo mm-hmm. and it's, it's just, it's very understated and very yeah. natural and just fits her products really well so you're obviously very good at what you do <laughs> we we got along I think I I definitely yeah. it's 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 kind of that beautiful marriage of like client and designer and understanding them and oh look it helps when I really like what they're making you know I'm very I'm very lucky my clients have really nice stuff going on and mm. they make really nice products not not everyone makes products some people have services but Mm. just mainly everything going on in West Cork is um it's well intended you know it's it's it's, yeah it's well made so because it's interesting you find it interesting to be able to to create a design for them oh totally yeah Yeah. um I think what they do is amazing it's 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 a real talent on their part Mm. and it's just lovely to be able to give it something that looks like, you know, it fits the whole brand. And what if, say, I'm always kind of interested in how designers deal with situations where they may have a different idea of what would work best for their client. How do you overcome differences in taste? That's a hard one now. Um, it is and it isn't. I suppose I'm coming at this with how many years? Is it? 17 years experience. And I've always dealt with clients, you know, I've always dealt mm. with clients, even from when I started in 2004 in Raven Design. And that's just a learned kind of um, manner. And then I suppose with my own work, I give them my professional opinion. I show them my perspective and I, 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 I do manage to come around it a uh, majority of the time. Now it is hard mm. if someone's like using colors. I have a few colors I just don't really like using or mm. if they're clashing, but I can just tell them these, these colors just don't work well together. You know, mm. um, this, that's the sort of color psychology thing. Sometimes they just didn't know about and they're paying me for my service. Mm. And I suppose I just take it in a professional manner and I just largely it's visual. So I can just show them that it'll look better. Mm. And mm with fonts and that, um, you know, there, they mightn't know about it. So I just kind of inform mm. people on, on the best way of doing things. And we come around it. It's not, it's not a major obstacle. I have to like it to, you know, I, I'm going to obviously not do anything I don't really like, mm. but, um, I, I do say to them, you have to love it. Like you mm-hmm. can't be kind of halfway with it. Like, we need longevity with this, like this has got to take you mm. through. And another thing I quite like to do is say, keep it simple because the mm. less you put onto something, the less you'll grow to hate over time. Mm. And 
there's just a mm. few things that I can offer that really help with creating um, a more kind of memorable brand and mm. hopefully one they love because it's really important that they do. So what or who are your biggest influences? Um, my influences are kind of varied because I'm quite into art and design, but also more like inspiring people. So say with with what I do, I really like illustrators. I just mm. I just think illustrators illustrators are amazing and I strive to kind of, you know, practice that more. It's something I'd love to kind of spend more time on. And I love uh, an illustrator called Rin Frank. Mm-hmm. She just creates a line, just pen drawings, but they're just, it's amazing what a pen can do is just the most um, beautiful, uh, simple illustrations and they're really effective. And I'd be quite inspired by her work. And then also um, I would have inspiration in kind of more like branding experts. Uh, I'm currently reading a book by Mary Portas about rebuilding the economy and how we've kind of got to change things. I think this is information I I need to have within me to kind of help businesses from here on. Um, mm. You know, she says shops aren't unfortunately just going to be the way they used to be. We've got to offer an experience. You have to offer something mm. more to the customer. And I think now more than ever, branding is very important because there's, you know, it's just more competitive and mm. online shopping is just kind of taking over the world. So mm. I think people like Mary Port is, um, she's just, she's an, an expert in her field and I just love um, kind of listening to her ideas. And then there's another man, um, I have his book and I love it. And he was the creative director at Saatchi and Saatchi. His name is Paul Arden. And I just have this book that he has and it's, um, it's called, it's not how good you are. It's how good you want to be. He has mm. all these little quotes and I think anyone would love it, even if they're not mm. into design. He's got one quote that I think of a lot and it's do not covet your ideas. The more you give away, the more you get back. And I'm mm-hmm. a bit like that. I'm kind of, every time I meet someone, I'm like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And it, I kind of, I feel like we shouldn't just keep everything to ourselves. If we have ideas, you know, put them out there. You'd be surprised what you get back on it. So yeah, my, my influences are very, they're kind of not just, you know, great artists or anything. It's, it's more kind of, I suppose, branding based. Mm. And what brands or design projects do you admire most? There's a brand that I have worked with, but not, I didn't do the branding for it. Mm. And I think the way they have done their, their whole business is very commendable. It's called Good Day Delhi. It's a cafe in Cork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you been? Once. <laughs> what, did you like it? I loved it. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. It was, I was like, okay. As you say, it's like an experience, actually. It, it's not. It is. Yeah. This is, what, mm. this is what, this is what they've got. They've figured that out and um, everything in there, like the branding isn't just the menu. It's not just um, a sign for the bathroom done in their logo. You know, it's like, it's the whole thing. It's mm. the tables. It's the chairs. Mm. And I met with the owner, Claire, because I did their menus a while back. And I was like, hang on, everything is thought about. You know, their light shades were made by a woman in Tipperary. I mean, I would say they're largely trying to source everything quite locally. And you can feel it. You can just feel it Mm. when you go in. And their branding is also lovely and very kind of consistently, but subtly used around the place. Yeah. this is it. You don't even realize it's happening, but it's a very successful, beautiful mm. place to go. And it has very, very clever branding. Their menus were, you know, they really cared about how it all represented them. And it, mm. it is, mm. it is about representation. So I really admire them. I think they are, they're a very good example of um, a successful brand and local also in Cork. So I suppose they think about everything, yeah. you know, everything. It's not just a logo. No. It's the whole experience. It's the every little thing kind of all these little pieces fit into their little jigsaw of their yeah. whole brand. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't let it go. Like they don't go, ah, should we just use that font? That's fine. They're mm. just like, no, that's not our, that's not our business. You know, mm. like 
if you just decide to just change the fonts every three days, then people are like, is that the same business? Like, yeah, exactly. They don't even realize it, but you need it to be consistent. Mm. And it's just tiny little things that actually make all the difference. So when you go in there, it's like your happy place. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing drives me mad. (laughs) I I, I love it. And I, and they have beautiful, like polished concrete floor and they have a little shop kind of section and it's, it is, it's an experience there. Yeah, you leave there and it's very peaceful. All those things matter. Like, how do you want your customer to feel um, after they've left? And mm. I think that's the way we should be thinking. Mm. And I think more and more as we're going out now, we're like, okay, well, we're not going, you know, it, it's been a while. So mm. we want to go somewhere really nice. Who actually mm. care about, you know, what they're putting down in front of you and you know, it's conscientiously produced. And um, I think, I think it's, it should be a priority with a lot of businesses. Mm. A good one to admire. So <laughs> yeah, look, it's, right, it's yes. a lovely place. So your own style then, how would you describe it? It's quite varied. Uh, I don't really feel like I've one style, but mm. I think what I might achieve quite well is I try to create an enduring logo. And mm-hmm. I, I think I find it very hard to just do a, like, you know, throwaway image, you know, it has to have mm-hmm. a concept for me. I, it, that's something I learned in, in college. Like they, you know, they took a while to kind of figure out that they want everything to have a concept and it's just going to be interwoven, but everything is there for a reason. We don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. um, it just creates an enduring image to be, to apply to everything. And it then, it's adaptable and interchangeable within, within a brand. And I suppose like, I mean, I can do quite modern. I do a bit of hand drawing. It's very varied, but I like to, I like things to look quite strong. I I like a strong Mm -hmm. look. So I think, I think I've kind of achieved that with a lot of my work Mm. and I like each thing to be quite individual, like, you know, to that, to that company. And what's the favorite part of what you do? what you like most um so it's all great I like I do quite enjoy a lot of it but I suppose the real kind of um the real buzz moment comes when a product has been in production no one knows about it it's about to be launched we've been working on it it's all very confidential until the last minute and I always say you know let me know when you're launching and then when we share that new brand product or service it's oh gosh it's like you know, that kind of strange thing where you're like excitedly terrified, but mm. it's, it's exciting. It's so, it's so mm. cool. And like, um, yeah, I suppose sharing it on, on social media would be the biggest, um, catchment area for viewers and mm. seeing how it does. And I sit mm. there and go, Oh God, do they like it? Or, mm. you know, you'd have your, your, you'd have your doubts, but it's, um, it's a very, very nice moment. And, you know, I'm very proud of, few of the businesses that are like doing so well um still with my with my branding on them there must be some buzz out of that though yeah, like just seeing it go yeah. Yeah. yeah and are there any peer groups and networks in court that you have found particularly helpful or i'm not really into the groups uh mm-hmm. i don't really see what the benefit would be i'm, I'm not sure it's it's the right fit for me now mm. having said that if someone has said to me hey there's a design group starting and we're meeting mm. like every first Tuesday of the month in the cafe. I'd be like, yeah, definitely. Mm. I would absolutely love to talk to someone about design. Um, I love talking about it. Like I, I love analyzing as, as I've said, mm. uh, you know, I'm crazy about it. So I would love a group like that. And, you know, some of the bit, some of the groups are a bit corporate or like, mm. yeah, they're a bit self-indulgent and I'm kind of good for that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm mm. okay with, with not being, you know, all those awards and stuff it's fine you're you're a busy mom as well so you haven't got a lot I of am, extra time <laughs> I am my kids are like they said to their friends my mom's an artist and I'm like <laughs> oh am I I'm not I'm not I'm a designer and uh they still don't have a clue it's gas or what I yeah. do now it is it you're, is fun with the kids actually to have you know skills in that in that area so what are the biggest challenges you face I have so, so many challenges. Um, I, I really miss not having someone to bounce ideas off. Mm-hmm. 
I, I have thought about employing someone, but it just doesn't really fit sometimes with the way I work. So that it's that it is hard being in your own, you know, you're just literally mm-hmm. going, and then I wouldn't be too confident sharing my ideas with some, you know, family and friends because I'm just like, please don't say you hate it. And, um, mm-hmm. but a, a challenge I do face currently would be I design something, I design a brand. When I, when I design a brand, I give them a brand guide, uh, give the client a brand guide, and I try and tell them, you know, this is your color palette, this is your font, this is imagery, the kind of tone of imagery you should be using. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't always end up being kind of used in the right way. And mm-hmm. they might go, ah, sure, we'll just put it this way and that way. And, you know, um, and I'm going, oh, no, I need you to. And I'm just going, well, I can't do any more. I can only do so mm-hmm. much. I can only design what I design. I have to hand it over. It's their business. They, you know, they can use it from there on. But I sure I'd love to go in and just do it for them every day and just put up their posts and like mm-hmm. you know tell them how to like wrap things up and package them and all that like but not not that they you know that anyone really obviously needs it but I suppose the lack of control from the yeah. point where I where my job ends is is quite a challenge I try and help you know if, if I can um for the kind of after service but yeah, it's quite hard to kind of let it go here like I suppose it's like a little baby that you've created and you're yeah. like sending it out into the world and it's like Please yeah. do the right thing with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I probably could work on, you know, I could offer um, workshops or something maybe mm. in the future on how to kind of use branding because look, that's, that's, that's what I do. It's my thing. Mm. And, you know, someone might not always be into it. And also I find that there's, well, there's a challenge against me where people think that design is kind of that's grand you know and they just put it mm. at the bottom of the rung at the bottom of the budget and I'm going no you should just give it a little bit of money like it's not, not extortionate mm. and it's a really worthy investment mm. it's just you know pay a little bit um for really nice like pamphlets or leaflets or uh, business cards or something like that like it's something that someone's going to bring home and they'll remember yeah. you mm. the right or the mm. wrong way. So getting people to kind of go for it. Um, it's the first impression, isn't it? Like, so it is. it's, it's your face. Like your, yeah. your brand is like your face. You're like, do I like it? It's just, um, we wouldn't be up there with the priority list. And that's fine. Some people are producing products that have like loads of really expensive ingredients and you know, you can get it. But um, I think it's very worthwhile. I think it's a great mm. investment says the designer (laughs) (laughs) yeah what um piece of technology or software can you not live without when i was a back along million years ago um we had to use this application called quark express it was like using a really old ford fiesta and you're like trying to get it to go and it was so slow and then you do loads of work and then you'd be like ah i'm nearly there oh i lost it and you're like Oh my God, it was, it was absolute antique. It was so hard to use. Um, mm. But we kind of got used to it. Like, you know, it was just part of the, the job. But then the Ferrari of design applications came in and it was in design. And I was in Australia and um, I just learned on the job. It was fine. It was so straightforward. It was so streamlined. Now I can't live with, I couldn't not have this application in my life. It absolutely yeah. is a dream. I love it makes your life so much easier it does. and it kind yeah. of saves things as well so that when you do that oh no I never saved it yeah. you're like yeah just it just knows you kind of wanted to save it. yeah yeah it's great isn't it yeah. when things work out like that yeah <laughs> and what are your plans for next year next year so I think the year is in kind of uh, school years because I have um children and everything is mm-hmm. you know my god it's like clockwork you know September what we have to have ready um mm. so that's the kind of the start of my new work year where I'm going to go back working more. I'm just taking a bit of time off during the summer. Yeah, I just want to kind of get better at my business. Mm. And I, I do think I could offer something in the line of a workshop. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to get sitting down with someone and going, this is what you could be doing. And I think it's really valuable to people's business. And um, you'd like to explore it further. Yeah. And other than that, I'd like to go to... Australia um (laughs) who wouldn't no but my sister's having a baby and she's out there and she can't come home and 
she's living there now for the rest of her life and I would love to go out there um mm. and we did it before with three kids no two two kids and uh, I think we can do it with three oh yeah we'll get some more um inspirations there so in oh, Australia honestly like Melbourne I find Australia actually same in, in kind of interior design they really kind of set a lot of the trends and you're going kind of, mm. a bit strange I, you know I didn't really think Australia would have the kind of the start of stuff like I remember doing our house and they had like a lot of black um, bathroom accessories and brass and I remember then it mm. came here and I'm going, it really does start out there in Australia maybe it starts somewhere else but it, I've noticed it from Australia and Melbourne their design is it's just at the forefront like it really mm. is quite cutting edge and I'm very lucky to have spent some time there and I definitely would love to live there if I, if I had another mm. bit of life left to me but um you could retire there yeah <laughs> It's a bit hot. And my retirement's like around the corner. So like yeah, but you stop. If your retirement's around the corner, my retirement's around the corner. So no, it's not. Twenty five <laughs> years. Oh my god, can you imagine? Um, what would be your dream project? Um I've really done it. I've really, really worked on my dream project. I could never have anticipated my career going in the directions that it did. And mm. when I got my job in London. I remember ringing my uncle, Michal, and being like, I got the job. And then they offered me a lot more money than I'd asked for. And I was going, ah, this is it. Like, mm. it was, it was so, it was, I worked in show business. I worked in mm. creating the programs for the West End. We'd have to go to shows and see the show and learn all about it and then go and do the brochure. Oh, wow. Like, and then they'd be like. How interesting. I know. And yeah. then they go, do you want, um, does anyone free tickets? I used to get free tickets to the shows and then I would have a friends and family list and my friends and family could go uh, to the shows. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was actually, it was very enjoyable um, and it was, it, it was that really cool, trendy office with the cool artwork of the wall and the, it was pretty, it was amazing. I, I, I worked mm. just near, um, oh yeah, the Thames, behind the Thames. Mm. And um, so that was amazing. And, and definitely a career highlight working there and kind of cracking London in a way. But right now I'm working with a client who like, they're, they're a dream client. They are, mm. I am so, I'm so honored to be working with them and they are based locally and they have just the most admirable kind of values behind them. They're a couple and they have a, a business called Somiga and they make, mm. um, food supplements like vitamin C and B12 is to see someone who's really passionate about what they do and they really care about how it looks on the shelf and they you know they have you know a lovely honest kind of business going and um they're kind of thinking very green with it and that's kind of more and more important to me where people are they really you know it matters to them where mm. you know you get a bottle what happens to the bottle is, is it recyclable mm. like that's their there are things that are going to become so important and I'm kind of working to help people try and make sure that everything kind of is responsibly made, you know, responsibly mm. made and sourced and designed. Um, so Sumiga is, is actually, it's, it's a great, it's a great client and I'm very happy to be working with them, with them and met them the other day. And it was like, I'm, everything I do, every, every little business, no matter if it's big or small, it's it's a really it's a really cool thing to be involved in the start of it, the concept of it, and and making that concept a reality. Yeah, it's very hard. I I do, mm. I, I do find it challenging, um, and I'd be, you know, pulling my hair out sometimes and going, mm. I can't think of an idea. But I love that challenge. You know, it's driving yeah. me mad. Like. Yeah, but that's that. It's part of the the thrill. Then once it's all done and dusted, it's it must give you an even greater buzz than when you maybe experience difficulty at the the onset of the project. Yeah, like no, no, it doesn't happen all the time. I don't love everything mm. I do. I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there's other stuff. I just, you know, it it's not. It's there's just you know I do kind of like new products or I do kind of existing. Um, using someone else's designs and stuff sometimes and mm. I wouldn't I don't you know it wouldn't have the same kind of effect um but it's all part of the part of the job like you know you just mm. have to you know put put out what uh, what you love 
Nina Koich, you've worked in the design world for a few years now. What advice would you give to someone starting out? What mistakes or good choices did you make that you think could be of benefit to others? I always just thought I wasn't that good. I was like, I'm fine. And like then, you know, I'd start doing things and go, hang on, I'm not that bad. And yeah, just having a little faith and kind of um, like, you know, when you do a drawing and stuff, it doesn't need to be a good drawing. It's kind of about the idea. Like I see it with my kids and I'm going, the fact that you can think of that idea is the good thing. And Mm. the execution you know that it, it's important but not not vital mm. um so yeah definitely I probably it took me a long time and it's still I'm still working on like imposter syndrome where I do kind of go oh no not good enough but like then I kind of you know I can shake it off but if I was saying to someone you know what would they do now um like if they were trying to get into this kind of thing I would say put away the computer I don't know how it works these days, but I get the impression it's like sit down on the computer, Photoshop and create, um, you know, digital, digital. I just think pencil and paper, get out there, mm-hmm. keep sketching. You know, when I, when I was back in like fifth year, I was probably thinking about my portfolio and all those things. If you keep collecting all those sketches and drawings and working in different mediums, you know, working with paint, working with clay or any other kind of art material, if you can show you are, you're up for it basically. And you, you give it a go when you go into college, like I had to do an interview and they look at your portfolio and you'll get points on your portfolio and then you'll get points in your leaving search and they're combined and you have to get a certain amount to get in. Yeah. You just, you, you can't be just showing them one thing. You have to show them that you can work in scale, that you can work across the board because that's what your first year in college would be. So at a young age, I would definitely be like drawing, sketching, sketchbooks. Sketchbooks are really important. They can mm. throw out so many ideas. I can still look at my sketchbooks from college and get ideas. Like, mm. um, so I would definitely say to someone, just keep drawing, keep collecting, keep cutting out, sticking. You know, it might seem childish or something, but it's really not. It's it's actually exploring the ways of coming up with ideas so mm. I would say do that and then come to the com- come to a computer later. I, I didn't learn to use a computer in college until the very end. They kind of said to us, kind of say you can use a computer, but sure, we barely, we were barely trained on it. It was being trained to think a certain way. Mm. It was being trained to think and use your ideas in your head and how to get them out there. That's the focus. So it's more about the creative process as opposed to... It was, yeah, it was a process. Some people might think, right, just create an album cover. Let's create the end, mm. the end mm. goal. And it's not about that at all. It's about creating the process. And you might actually go for a picture you created mm. like, you know, two days in, as opposed to like mm. just there and then for the sake of it. That's good advice, Nina. Focus on the concept and then the ideas will come. Well, thank you. Thanks, Geraldine. That was so nice. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us today on the Cork Creative Podcast. If you would like to learn more about Nina Coyt and her work, you'll find information and web links at the Cork Creative website. <laughs>